Last month we talked about the history of St. Mary community here in the county, and the day after we recorded it, we ran into each other at the grocery. I looked at him and I said, we didn't even talk about the school. And he said, I also thought about a gap. We never talked about the lumber industry, the timber industry in St. Mary. So uh, if you will indulge us, we'd like to start with a, about five minutes. I'd like to let Gerald say what he'd like to say about those two gaps. And it's my fault. I wasn't very organized and I apologize for uh for that, for us not getting into that. So let's, uh, let's give a few minutes to uh, these two parts of the history of St. Mary. So, Gerald, the reason that I got interested in particular lately about St. Mary is I drive to the school every day to deliver and pick up a child, and then we didn't talk about it. But there's been a school there for a long time. I suppose the sisters started that, right? Started education there anyway. Well, I guess the first ones just have education there were the Sisters of Loretto. They had a school. I think it was mostly a day school. They didn't have enough buildings and accommodations to have uh, boarders like they did later when they moved. They left St. Charles after 12 years and went to Nerinx. So this would have to be students who were close enough. Right. A buggy ride, a, you know, a ride, they could either walk or, or by horse get there. Right. Yeah. And then St. Mary's College came along. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The sisters took girls and boys, Okay, but uh, St. Mary's College came along in 1826, I believe. Mm-hmm. They educated boys only. Then there were one-room schools, county schools. There was the Godey School. There was the Hamilton School. There was a school out on the Highway 84 that, until recently, you could see the remains of it. Mm on the Bell property near, uh, on Highway 84, just uh, east of St. Mary. Hmm. There were other one-room schools. There was the Mud School. But then in the 1870s or 80s, the parishes and some of the Protestant congregations started having schools. Yeah. That at St. Charles, they were taught by the Loratines, the Sisters of Charity of Nazareth in Nelson County, and the Sisters of St. Francis, who were founded at Gethsemane, went from there to Shelbyville and from there to Clinton, Iowa, where mm-hmm. their mother house is today. Am I correct that the first school was located right across the road from the present church, St. Charles Church? Is it? The first school was as you come from Loretto and come up the hill, yeah. it sat on the right at the top of the hill. Okay. It was called the Rhodes House. It was the first rectory of St. Charles Church. Okay. It was built about 1833. Then when they built the second rectory, it became the grade school and high school. In 1912, the Sisters of Mount St. Joseph, the Ursulines from Davis County came to St. Charles, to Raywick, I think, to Calvary. And they were parochial schools for a while, but then the counties would rent the buildings from the church and pay the teachers. There was a big controversy in the 1950s over sisters teaching in the public schools. Mm -hmm. Created a lot of bad feelings between people in the eastern and western parts of the county right. that probably didn't heal, maybe never heal completely. I hope they did. 
it seemed to help when we got a Marion County Central School. Right. Even in yeah. even it, it, in the late 80s and into the 90s, there were there were sisters teaching at Marion County High. Right. And I think some of the prejudices on both sides were broken down. Right. When they had to look each other face to face and see <laughs> that neither one wore tails or, no, had, or no had horns. horns under their hats. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, St. Charles High School had its first graduating class about 19 teens. I know my next-door neighbor graduated in 1928. Was it still a, a parish school at that time, or was it public? I don't know when it actually happened that it changed from... I don't think it was long after the Ursulines came that it discontinued being a, a Catholic school, a parochial school, and became a public school that accepted all denominations. Right. The school that burnt on March the 20th, 1949... My dad was separating milk from cream. We sold cream up here in Lebanon hmm. to uh, Mr. Smith at his creamery. And he looked out the window and said, Jeanette, St. Charles High School is burning. I can tell that's where it is. And we were, we were about six miles by road away from it, probably four and a half by air. We could see the smoke. They finished school in a shop in built other buildings. They had to graduate in the church because there wasn't any other building big enough. I had a brother and sister who both graduated in 1949, so I remember that well. Hmm. Uh, then it, the new school opened up. I think the first graduates were 1951. And that would be about the same building that's there today. Yeah, it's a building that okay, is there. Of course, there. it's been altered it's and expanded. It's been modified, and, yes. Right, but that's the same And building. it closed in 1970. Was it 70 or 71 that we got the opening of Marion County High School? I think 71. And closed St. Francis, St. Charles. Well, Breffersville had been closed since 54. Closed St. Augustine. Mm -hmm. All the schools came together. I think the first graduate, it must have been... It closed the school year 70-71 because the class of 72, just 70-71, must have been 69-70. 70-71 just celebrated 50 years right. as the first graduating class. And that was while Hugh C. Spalding was the superintendent, yes. correct? Yeah. Hugh C. was superintendent before World War II. While he was serving in World War II, Cyril Mudd. Brilliant lady from St. Mary became school superintendent. When I was in high school, she was the assistant principal and a very efficient disciplinarian. Very brilliant. <laughs> he said with a smile. <laughs> very brilliant teacher. I felt like she was wonderful preparation for college. Hmm. Okay, so it had been a public school for quite some time. I yes. guess the county was, after the fire, the county was then on the hook for rebuilding which they did in, you say, 54? Yeah, they no longer rented the building. Right, right. So then they, they built that, and it, has, it had been an elementary school for some time, uh, and it's now, middle, it is now the uh, Marion County Middle School. Well, the elementary Six was down the road closer to the church. Oh. It was, uh, after it closed to the high school, it was a junior high school. Okay. And then uh, about the late, late 80s, uh, it became a middle school, and in the last four or five years, 
it went from a three grade school to a two grade school. Mm -hmm. Six and seven. And it's what is it called now? Middle school? Marion County Middle School. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I didn't know there was an elementary school in between the present building and the church, but I have noticed as I pass by that there's the remnants of a ball court, and I wondered, well, why is it located there? Well, that explains it. Yeah. So there was an elementary school there. I taught there, there uh, five years in okay. that. Okay. Three years there, that's why I was five at Raywick and three there. Okay. So that's an important part of St. Mary history that continues to this day. The church still there. The, the school's still there, and the public schools have maintained it and, and kept it up. Uh, but the other thing you wanted to talk about was the—and let's let's probably not spend too much time on this right. so we can get to Raywick, which could be a three-hour show on its own. But, um, but uh, you said that another important industry was timber, lumber. Well, it was, and um, what brought it to my mind is that Camp Taylor, which was one of the largest— Army training centers in the United States for World War One. that the lumber that built that facility, that camp, came from John Amos Mattingly Jr.'s farm. My wife's great-grandfather, who was called John Oaks, mm -hmm. there was a huge, probably going back to pioneer days, forest there of oak trees, and he sold lumber. I guess they took it on the L&N. Mm -hmm. to Louisville to build Camp Taylor. Camp Zachary Taylor, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. And there were, I'm sure, other sawmills throughout St. Mary. Mm -hmm. So some people made their livings that way. Right. 